Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. Today's guest is what you would refer to as a ray of sunshine. Bright, bubbly and super kind, Laura Henshaw is a co-founder of online health and fitness platform, Keep It Cleaner. An incredible role model for young girls, Laura's passion for helping others be their best is undeniable. Incredibly intelligent and hardworking, Laura is no stranger to the juggle of life, work and study. While running an online empire with her best friend, Steph Claire Smith, Laura also juggles the demands of a law degree. Laura's relatable and kind personality shines through our whole chat as she openly talks about building confidence, the power of gratitude, her approach to juggling work and study and what 2020 has taught her. This chat is one that is sure to make you smile from the inside out. Here's Laura. Medibank is challenging us to think differently about our health. Medibank is the official health partner of the Smiling Mind app and has made this episode of the Healthy Hustlers possible. It's time to find your better with Medibank and Smiling Mind. Hello, Laura, and welcome back to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very honoured to, to be back on. I was so excited to chat to you today. Oh, you are so kind. I'm so, so excited to have you back on the show. It feels like it hasn't been that long, but I think it's been nearly two years since we chatted last, so lots has happened. It has been so long. I was um, listening to the episode you did with Steph, which I loved, and I heard her say that she remembers the table and so do I. We sat where we sat and how we recorded because it was one of the first podcasts I think we had ever been interviewed on as well. And I think it was your second podcast or something like that. Yeah, literally second. Yeah. Look at us now. We're in podcast mode. I know. I know it's so funny like at that time I just remember getting to Steph's house and you girls are both there and just like I was so nervous and then I walked in and you girls were like it's okay we've never really done this before and we're all all like oh okay cool let's just roll with it (laughs) and it was so much fun it was so much fun so I'm super honored to have you back I just absolutely adore following yours and Steph's journey and seeing what you're doing to help make this world a better place and and especially girls to to feel and, and be better. So um, yeah, excited to dive into it today. But I guess given the nature of 2020, I've I've kind of been starting the conversations in a similar way where I'd love to know a self-care practice that has been helping you either feel mentally or physically abundant this year. For me this year, I have got I've always loved running, but I've really, really got into running. And running for me is just a way that I can get out of my own head and just clear my mind and actually breathe. And I can't be, obviously, I try, well, when I try and run, I try and run in time. So I'm not going to be contacted. So I can just actually disconnect and get outside. You know, it's all the things that we're told make us feel good. And they do like getting out in the sun, if it's sunny and being around nature, I'm really lucky. I live right near a beautiful beach track. So going out there for me and, and running has just been for me what has got me through the year and it was special as well when the five kilometer radius opened up in Victoria so I could go a little bit further um, <laughs> but yeah running's been awesome and I've seen so many people that have would never have tried running before and I'm 
honestly, if I could be an ambassador for running, I would be, which <laughs> I don't know who the director of that is, but anyway. It's been so amazing to see people because obviously a lot of gyms have been closed and people have been giving running a go because you don't need anything. You just, you know, you, if mm. you're able and you have runners and you have a safe place to run, you can just go. So it's been awesome seeing people that would never try it before actually give it a go this year um, and seeing that they've decided that they like it because running just has so many amazing benefits and I just love that it's just so easy to just go and do it. Do you know what? In that moment, you've literally just inspired me to start running because this whole <laughs> lockdown, honestly, I hate running. I really do. And this whole lockdown, I've been watching all of these amazing people online, like start running for the first time and they're sharing all their running tracks and how far they're getting. And I just keep being like, you got to give this a crack, man. You got to give this a crack. And just hearing you then, I'm like, okay, that is the inspiration that I needed to actually get out there you and do You just got to do it. Running is one of those things that, you know, you think you don't like it. And what I hear so often is people say, I'm just not a runner. But who told you that? Like, I feel like we're defined by the fact if in high school we were in the cross country team or we weren't, or we got into the athletics team or we didn't, you know, and that that shouldn't be the case at all. So definitely you can be a runner and I'm going to hold you to that. I'll message you. accountable. I'll message you when I'm like 1k and like feel like I'm dying. I'll be like, Laura, why did you inspire me to do this? Oh, I love it. Um, now, I guess we've both been living, we both live in Melbourne. Um, it's been a wild ride this year, especially with the intensity of the lockdown that we experienced. I would love to know if you've had any mindset shifts or, or views have changed around the world and, and how you see it after this year. It's been obviously so stressful on everyone and I've been so lucky to be able to continue to work. And I'm not sure if I was, like I wasn't able to work if my mindset would have switched this way. But Mm. for me, it's been really trying not to focus on things I can't control because there are this year is just and for me I'm a type A personality I have to be in control I'm such a routine person and I've had to really let go of things like I mean especially being in Victoria we really had no control over you know when the borders were going to you know they haven't opened up yet but all of those things that we were doing we kind of just had to follow what came our way and and just make it work in our lives and I think that's what I've really realized and come to terms with is that if you can't control something, you just have to try as hard as you can not to let it consume you because there's so many other things in our lives that go on that are stressful. And so if we're allowing the non-controllables to control us as well, it just makes it really hard. So that for me has been something that I've been really trying to focus on. And it has made me a little bit calmer with things. I'm, I'm able to see other people's opinions more than I ever have before especially, I mean, everyone in Melbourne will know the opinions on lockdown have been so polarising. But I've really been able to, I suppose, feel both sides and and understand that. And I think it is from from that mindset switch, which which has been really nice to to have. And I think the other one, which a lot of people will feel, and I hope we keep keep going with it, is just focusing on gratitude more and more. I, I would not have got through, and I'm sure you're the same, would not have got through this year without gratitude and focusing on on all the things that we actually have in front of us and our friends and our family and the love that we have in our lives because I think we all were living a very, or a lot of us were living a very busy life and we go and we go and we go and we want to do better and better and better, but sometimes we just need to stop and appreciate what we have and those things that we appreciate, they're often actually not things. They're people and, and experiences and, and other things in our lives. 
It's such a powerful practice, isn't it, to be able to just shift into that that place of gratitude and come from that. I really loved your perspective, though, on people's opinions and being able to look at both sides. To be honest, I haven't thought about it in that way, but I really resonated when you were saying that. And I, you know, I think we've all experienced this for the very first time. And so if you were to tell us in 2019 that this was going to happen, how do you think you would respond? Like no one could probably tell you because they haven't actually been through it. They haven't experienced it. So I think it's been interesting as well, personally feeling how we've experienced things. And, you know, I know it at times like gratitude and perspective some days wasn't enough for me as much as I, it's some of the most powerful practices that I have. And I swear by them, like some days it honestly just was not enough to, to shift that negative mindset or to make me be able to put things in perspective and know that there were so many people worse off. I'm the same. I mean, obviously gratitude helped me through and I wouldn't have got through without it, but there were days where it didn't work. And that's just the year that we've had. I mean, I've had some days where I'm not usually a sad person, but I've just felt this sadness. And and it's so strange to feel it because when you're not used to it, you start talking to yourself in your head and, and it's such a, I suppose, a negative place to be. But I just like let myself sit in those feelings and know that tomorrow might be better. And I think that really helped me understand why everyone has different feelings and opinions on this. And, you know, some for some people you'd have really good days and, you know, some days I'd wake up and be like, amazing, I'm going to bake banana bread and do a long run and, you know, be so productive with my to-do list. And then other days I didn't want to get out of bed and that is okay because, mm-hmm. as you said, we haven't been through this before. And if you look at the world and how everyone's handled it, everyone's done it differently. So it's not like mm-hmm. there's this solution to it it's everyone's just trying to work it out themselves yeah absolutely have you found comfort in some ways of knowing that we're all going through this together as a globe yeah I think in Australia though because obviously Victoria was was the only state that was locked down I had I suppose a funny perspective on it because I I spoke to Mm. a lot of people that and I totally understand they had to mute everyone on Instagram in all the other states and I was kind of in this place where I don't know why I was in this calm place of, you know what, at least we're the only people that are going through it and, and no one else has to. And if, if we can do our bit, then we'll all be able to go back to normal soon. But mm. I think it's just been, yeah, knowing that everyone's going through it and that's been easier but also harder because, I mean, the more people in the world that have to go through this, the harder it is. I mean, it is scary to think about the impact that I try not to think about it too much. It, it's it, That's been a really hard balance on, you know, knowing how much news to consume and how much you want to know about it because a lot of it can be really scary and consuming and, and make you feel really anxious. But that is probably a big, something I do think about a lot is how, how will we recover from this all over the world? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's funny. I think at the start, you know, back in March when we went into lockdown with the rest of the world, there was something in it that felt almost and nice doesn't feel like the right way to describe it. But there, there was this sense of comfort of like, well, we're actually together in this as a collective and, and we're all going through something and like how crazy that we're all literally experiencing the same thing at the same time. But then, you know, obviously for Victorians going into a second lot of lockdown and the rest of the country not not having to experience that, yeah, I think my feelings changed and it was like, I don't want anyone else to experience this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really, really taxing. And like, you know, I feel like 
both of us are people that do are really lucky to have those tools in our tool belt to be able to call on and, and know how to shift that mindset. But, you know, seeing London and people in England going back down into such heavy lockdowns, like I started to feel really sad then as well. So it's been like this roller coaster of emotions and, and really feeling for people because you truly know what they're about to embark on and what they're going through at the moment. Mm, and I think the hardest thing is that you just we just don't know how long it's going to take. I think if with most things, I mean, it's like if you set a goal and I'm assuming you like to set goals and you, you set your small goals and, you know, to build up to your large goals. And the thing with, with overcoming what we're going through is we don't really know what, what the end is. And I suppose the end is, is having the vaccine, but how long, because we don't know how long that's going to take, it is, it is hard to digest it because... We, as you said, UK has gone back into lockdown, which we've, we've just been through and it's hard and you don't want them to go through the same thing. But I think that's been the hardest thing for me is that I couldn't, it's not like a exam where you can study for it and prepare and then you know you're going to get through or, you know, any time where you know, you know, there's a problem, but you know you can solve it because it's not in our hands, I suppose. Maybe that's why, but it is, it is just, yeah. this year is on, I, I, you would never have predicted that we would go through this oh. year. So, in, yeah, it's so, so crazy and insane. Um, you did just touch on studying and that's something I admire so much about you is your ability to apply yourself so much to your studies when you have an absolutely booming business um, that you're working in day in, day out. How did you make that decision to stay so committed to your studies while also being so passionate and driven and creating this, this empire with Steph? Oh, it's been, uh, thank you. That's, that's really, really nice. And, and I am at the end of it, which is very exciting. I think for me, my degree, so I'm, I'm doing a double degree and you need to do about 40 subjects to get through the degree. And I think I got to a point where I'd come so far because Keep It Cleaner only became, I mean, it's been our full-time job now, Stefan, my full-time job for about three years. But before that, I had been a full-time student and I had got through quite a bit of my degree. So one thing motivating me was knowing that I'd done these revolting subjects, like some of the law subjects I have done. It killed me to get through them, but, you know, got through them and knowing that I'd been through that, I didn't want to give up. And I, I'm also, I have rarely ever given up on anything in my life. I'm quite disciplined and I know I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it, you know, to show my mum that I really appreciated my education and I then went on to get my degree and, and also I, I find that I, I feel really lucky to be, have been able to do it because knowledge is, is so powerful and it was really special towards the end of my degree. A lot of the subjects I was doing applied directly to what we do at Keep It Cleaner. I mean, the legal side of our business is really important and so that was really, really helpful. And I think I just committed to it and I knew that I could do it. I also knew I would have to make sacrifices mainly with social life, I suppose, but I came to terms with that I used to think that you know you could have this perfect balance in life of study and exercise and friends and work and family but I did realize that that is not possible and you can have it all but you cannot have it all at once and coming to terms with that was so helpful to me because I knew it would just be you know the next few years of sacrifice but I what I would get at the end is something that I really valued and I think that's what what got me through it, how much I valued the degree and, and the knowledge that I was getting. I, I think that education is just invaluable and, and I felt lucky to be able to do it. We have an amazing education system in Australia. So, and yeah, that's what kept me going. And, and I got, I honestly, there was times where I didn't think I'd ever, I used to, my subjects were so jumbled and I would call my uni and ask, 
how many have I got to go? And I would think I had like two and they'd be like, oh, you've got um, 11. <laughs> oh, goodness. Like it felt like it was never going to end and I took it slow. I was doing two subjects a semester. Um, but like everything, if you slowly get through it, you, you'll get to the end. And, yeah, I'm really proud that I got there. If I pass, fingers crossed. But if I do, then, then I'll be all done, which is awesome. Oh my goodness. It is seriously amazing. Like it, it, it honestly blows me away, especially someone who has never been able to apply themselves very well academically. Academically, It's just not my my area. Um, so honestly, it just blows me away to see that you've just been able to apply yourself so, so much. Um, but I really loved what you said there about you can have it all, but not all at once. I think that that was a really beautiful take and, you know, it's definitely a beautiful mindset shift to make to realize that. Um, So thank you for that. But I guess, you know, as humans, we are always evolving. It's just the journey that we're on. From a personal brand perspective, how would you say that you've evolved over the years? I mean, I think, as you said, we are always evolving and and we can always, you know, do better and learn more. And, And I think that's what my personal brand has shown when when I first started I wasn't as educated as I am now I also don't think I was as considerate as I am now and an understanding of all the people that are out there what I've learned is that firstly the biggest learning for me is that I have got so much to learn I think when I was you know starting out and I was 23 I thought I knew everything absolutely not you know I don't know any like I know a little bit but I hardly know anything and I have I have so much to learn so that's been really great and I think as well with my personal brand overall it's been knowing that first of all you can't be everything for everyone that's been really hard for me to grasp I like to make people happy. I don't like to offend people. And, and I, I do really try to always have the, well, I, I know I do in my heart, I have to always have the best intentions with, with everything that I do online. And I try really hard for that. So when anyone kind of comes back at me and, or, you know, doesn't, doesn't think that I do, I, I used to find that. And sometimes, I mean, you have your days really hard to, I suppose, deal with. But what I learned actually, we, um, I was speaking to Michelle Andrews from, from Shameless the podcast and she had some amazing advice on this and what she said she spoke to a psychologist about how to deal with criticism constructive feedback and and all those things but mainly just the criticism stuff and what her psychologist said back to her was that you know think of the most famous person in the world and I'm not saying I'm the most famous person in the world at all absolutely not that is not what I'm trying to say here you are Uh, to a lot of people no 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 no. (laughs) um but think of you know or the best book you've ever read or the best movie you've ever seen if you look up the reviews, not everyone's going to love it. And mm. that is something that I, hearing that, even though, you know, it's such a simple thing, it just kind of clicked in my mind. And, and I realised, like, of course, I cannot expect everyone to, you know, agree with my opinions or like what I do. And, and that's okay. And I think that's that's one thing that I've been able to come to terms with, which has been really, really helpful and, and freeing. And then I think the other thing is, not being scared to do the wrong thing and knowing that it's okay to keep learning. And it's something that Steph and I have always done with everything that we do with Kick and, and with our personal brands. I would rather try and make an impact and maybe muck up but fix it 
then not make an impact at all. And that's something that I, I try and live by um, and has so far, you know, I, I find if you do the wrong thing, it's it's important to own up to it. I think it's it's obviously, it's uh, especially this year, I think a lot of people have, have become more considerate online. I think social media has also changed a lot. It's not as aspirational as it used to be. I think people are really resonating with relatable content and real content and they're seeing through some of the things that, you know, used to go up and people used to really enjoy. But I, I think that's great. I think it's great that people are resonating with more yeah. real content because, you know, that that's really great. And I think social media did need a little bit of a clean up in that way. But yeah, that's something I've definitely learned that if if I try, it's better than not trying at all. And if I make a mistake, I think it's important to own it. And, you know, if, if anyone is offended, apologize. Touch what I haven't I haven't you know, nothing extreme has, has happened. But yeah, I just think that that is really, really important. I, for a long time, I was really scared to to say things that, you know, voice my opinion in case I offended someone. But but I think it, it is important that if you feel passionately about something to, you know, speak about it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I seriously love that so much. And, and what you were saying about Michelle as well and what her psychologist said, it's just such a, a beautiful take. You know, I think if I'm coming from a personal point here, it's been a really hard thing for me to come to terms with when you know like you you're just always got the the best intention to put out positive content or to you know have nourishing conversations and then I guess to get reviews of people saying things that are directly about you it's like it's a really hard pill to swallow I think it will take a lot of work to fully become comfortable with it um, so that's such a beautiful way to look at it and I you know I love your approach so much on that as well I think that's that's really powerful I find fear can be quite a barrier for people I know you know especially girls listening to this podcast and, and I'm sure listening to yours I know there's a lot of crossover with similarity and audience there but you know they are very young aspirational driven girls but that that feeling of fear can be quite a barrier at times of really believing that you are widely capable of achieving your dreams. In the earlier days, and and I guess you still deal with fear today, how would you kind of overcome those feelings? I think the best way to combat fear is just facing it, thinking of the worst thing that can happen. And often the worst thing that can happen is actually not even that bad. We just make it really bad in our head and, and we make it up to be this big thing when really if you actually just say it out loud, it's not that bad. And, and I think that's what helps me. You say it out loud and you face it. You face the worst thing that could happen. And as I said, often it, it's actually not that bad at all. And so I, I always think back to when we first started. I mean, before we started Keep It Clean, I had a blog it was called uh, Food Fit and Repeat <laughs> about seven years ago or something. And it was something that I always wanted, when I say always, I wanted to do it from, from when I finished school. I, I loved trying to make healthy recipes and, and sharing things online and writing blog posts about like body image and, and confidence and all those things. But I didn't have the guts to do it. And it took me so long to work up the confidence to do it, I think. I know when I speak to a lot of young people, something that holds them back is what their friends or their people that they hang out mm. with will think of them. Um, you know, they might think, why am I trying to do this? Especially with starting businesses through social media and things. I, a lot of people, unfortunately, in, in friendship groups will make fun of influencers or people with businesses online. And, and I often speak to people and that's the one thing that holds them back. They're like, well, but what will people think of me? 
And I think if the only thing holding you back is what will people think of you, then you definitely should do it because what is the saying? Those that matter don't mind. Is that the one? Or the, yeah, how does yeah. it go? <laughs> yeah, um, those that matter won't mind and the ones who mind, mind don't won't matter. Ma- don't exactly. matter. That's exactly <laughs> right. And and yeah, thank you. That That's exactly right. So don't let that hold you back. I mean, if I talk from my own experience, if I had have let the worry of people judging me and, and my, you know, people around me thinking it was weird that I was starting a blog, there would have been no Keep It Cleaner because that was kind of the start of me sharing my recipes and then that's how Steph thought to want to work with me and, and we wanted to, you know, start Keep It Cleaner together. So I think back to that moment and that fear that I had and I'm so grateful and happy that I took that leap because I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't. My life would be completely different. And so it's just really important to just do it and don't don't let other people's judgment hold you back because there's always going to be people that, that are going to judge you. They're always going to be there and you're the one that's actually going to have to do the work. And so it's really important to make sure that, you know, if you want to do it, just do it. We'll be right back after this healthy break. When it comes to health and well-being, do you ever ask yourself, what is better? 2020 has been quite the ride, full of new emotions and lots of new normals. I have challenged myself to find what is better every day, every situation and every moment in order to be a better me tomorrow. Better is everywhere. Whether it's dancing to your favourite song or running a marathon. And that's why I'm thrilled to have teamed up with Medibank to invite you to find your better. Medibank is challenging us to think differently about our health and are a proud supporter of Smiling Mind, Australia's number one mindfulness app that inspires and empowers Australians to incorporate mindfulness practices and exercises into their daily lives to help every mind thrive. Now, more than ever, it is so important for us to nurture and protect our mental well-being. Through Medibank's partnership with Smiling Mind, you can receive tools and resources to support a happier, healthier mind. Find your better with Medibank and Smiling Mind. Search Medibank Smiling Mind or simply click the link in the show notes. There are so many ways to live better. Find yours today. I think a lot about like fear and getting outside of your comfort zone and you know I guess it is some of the questions that I often or the more common questions that I that I often get and you know I love that you touched on it's usually the fear of other people because I think especially if you haven't been in the online space and again only talking from my experience I was in marketing and I had you know I was working with influencers all the time and it's crazy what those comments will do over time about people they really stick in your in your mind and they can become limiting beliefs over time if we're kind of not working on them and unpicking them a little bit so I think sometimes it can yeah totally just be that fear of like well what are people going to say when I actually put my thoughts and opinions into the world and it's a scary thing you know you don't ever probably fully get comfortable with, with doing that but I think you know even like you said earlier if you're coming from the right place and you're doing it with the right intention and you potentially have the ability to help someone else, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do. Is there any advice from your earlier days or when you were younger that has been really pivotal for your journey or something that you've you've continued to look back on and think about? 
I think the piece of advice that I always keep going back to is to only worry about what your close circle's opinion of you is. And I think that is a big learning in that you you should never think that you don't have any learning to do because, you know, as I said before, we all do and we, we can always do better. So, you know, I would never think that I know everything and what I'm doing is right. I would always listen to the people around me. But just that advice to me is really important because it, it's enabled me to black out the the noise I suppose that that doesn't matter because the thing that I thought with from even from when we we last spoke you know it's been amazing that Kik has grown so much but I've always thought that if we grow a little more then it will get easier I'll have more confidence if we do this then I'll feel more like not so much like an imposter in my life and I think the reality is the more you grow, the scarier it becomes. And I suppose sometimes the, the harder it is to actually have, I was probably more confident two years ago than I am now. And it's so funny because I thought it would be the complete opposite. But, but I think it's important to know that and, and to know for anyone listening that does want to start something or try something new that not many people are 100% confident in what they're doing. You know, listening, I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm sure when I finish, I'll be like, oh my goodness, did I even make sense? You know, did my, <laughs> will anyone learn from this? Like I'll, I'll question it because I think that that's what we all do. But you might be listening and thinking, wow, like I wish I had Laura's confidence. But like if anyone thinks that, even me speaking, I, you know, I'm not the most confident person in the world, but I just give it a go and I throw myself in there and, and it's, yeah, that's really, really, really important. I think that's been one of the most beautiful shifts, you know, as you mentioned earlier in social media, is that we're seeing a lot more of that now as well. Like people are more vulnerable and open with, you know, I am still just a human. Like I still deal with all of the same emotions and things that you do. Just because I'm choosing my dreams over my fear, it doesn't mean that you're still not get uncomfortable at time or get scared or you, or all of those sort of things. What are some of your, I guess, favorite tactics to be able to shift that mindset where you, where you are feeling like an imposter or maybe comparing yourself to, to others around you? It's obviously starts within, you have to establish that positive self-talk within yourself. And I think the other thing that's, and, and surround yourself with good people. For me, Steph has been my number one rock in my world of making me feel like me and making me feel like I'm good enough and giving me confidence. I, I don't know what I would have done without that. Steph. So if you can find yourself with Steph, that's my number one, <laughs> number one. <laughs> if only I could clone her. <laughs> Oh, I um, love that. That is so beautiful. My number so one beautiful. advice. But, you know, if you can't client, clone Steph, it could, be, it could be another friend. Just having someone there to support you and, and speak you up when when you need that um, is probably the biggest thing for, for that confidence. And then the other thing for me with facing fear and, and just trying to not compare myself to others has been to write my goals down. And if I write my goal down, for example, public speaking is something that I used to be petrified of, but I wanted to reach more people and and help people through, you know, things when when Steph and I do do our public speaking or motivational speaking, we speak about confidence and, and all of those things. And I wanted to share that story. And so I wrote down this goal that I want to share this story more. But the only way for me to do that was to face my fear. You can't get better at something by sitting at home and just wishing that it happened. So, you know, I had to do it at every time. <laughs> and you, you know what it feels like before you're nervous and before you're walking out on stage or even the day before when I'm preparing, I'm thinking, why did I do this? I want to quit. I want to quit. And I always go back to that 
you know, I want to call and say I'm sick. I go back to that um, that page of what I wrote down and I'm like, no, this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to get there and then you you do it. And, I mean, this is probably going to sound repetitive because it's, just, you know, facing your fears is when you do it, nothing nothing bad happens. And if it does, it doesn't matter mm. because you've actually just practised and got better and, and you know that you won't do that the next time. And so I think that really helps me writing down what you want to do and then when things come up, you know, where you might doubt yourself or think that you're not good enough, you just have to throw yourself in the deep end because you've got this goal and and you want to get there. And that's all building that confidence along the journey as well, isn't it? Because you do it. And then, like you said, it's not that bad after all. It builds that bit of confidence in you. So the next time you approach something like that, it's like, well, I've been here before. I've felt this before. I've experienced this. I know I can get through it. So it's like those constant building blocks of self-belief and self-worth and and giving you the confidence that you need to really just know that like I can go after my dreams and things might not always work out the way I want but if you believe so wholeheartedly in them and you keep chasing them so I love that you touch on on goal setting though do you have a bit of a strategy I guess at the start of each year or each month that you work through when it comes to your goals just not doing it properly because I was just doing the whole, you know, I'm going to set a goal on the 31st of December and it's going to be not in depth and it's not going to be planned out properly. And, and now what I find I do, I revisit my goals setting or my goals maybe every two to three months depending on how I'm feeling. And this is, I think, why I've struggled so much through ISO. I love feeling I'm very motivated usually. And when you are used to feeling motivated all the time and driven and wanting to get things done, when you don't feel like that, it can be really, really hard um, and you can feel really lost. This year there was there were points where I felt so lost in what I was doing because I didn't have that feeling of motivation and drive that I usually do. And so what I did was I went straight, you know, to my journal and, and I set some goals that I could work towards that then made me feel fulfilled and help. It, I mean, it comes back to confidence. Your goals don't also don't have to be huge goals. It might be making someone feel good or going for a walk and listening to your favorite podcast. Like it doesn't have to be a huge goal, but I found especially during ISO when I was able to tick those things off, it made me feel more fulfilled and more confident in in who I was and what I was doing. And then I was able to continue and, and get that motivation back. But it's goal setting for me is very important when all the time, but especially when I'm starting to lose motivation to just help me get get back on track to, to what I want to do. It's really interesting you touch on that because I had a coaching call early this morning and, you know, I was I was saying my my goals or where I want to be and Olivia was like, but Maddie, you're kind of like you're doing that and you're doing that. So why are they? And it's sometimes it is that realisation whether I just hadn't, I hadn't written them down in my diary or anything. They were just in my head and I'm saying them out loud like I hadn't even got there. And sometimes I think being able to go back and to reflect on that, it does kind of create that motivation of, oh, oh, I actually am doing okay. You know, I actually maybe am further in this journey than I once thought because I think, you know, that trap of comparison can sometimes consume us, especially when we're not going through the greatest times, like we've both just experienced over the last few months, it can become so consuming and and can almost just derail you from what you have been working from, whether when you're in that positive energy and you're constantly, you know, out and about and doing the things that fill you up, you can often feel a lot prouder of where you're at. Oh, 100%. I'm glad you um you touched on that because yeah I think it's that's definitely reinstilled in me that it's really important to write them down and, and to go back to them and to create that motivation. Now I loved seeing you and Steph pop up on the TV screens again. How exciting! You've got a new TV show. 
Yeah, that was um, it was so great. So we are on the Healthy Cooks, which is on Channel Nine at one PM on Saturdays, making some of our favorite Keep It Cleaner recipes. Um, it was it was so much fun to shoot that, and and I think it was it was I suppose a goal of and something that was only a dream for Steph and I to to do to be on TV, and the fact that we, we were able to do it is is so awesome. And that's another thing that you know it's really important to acknowledge that five. I think because of where what we've been doing with Kick and and where our goals with Kick have been, sometimes you, as you said before, you just you just get back on the wheel and the hamster wheel, the, the wheel of life, and you just keep going. Like I've done this, okay, now I've got to do this, then I've got to do this, then I've got to do this, and and you never really reflect. So it, it has been awesome for us to to be able to do that and and have some time in ISO to reflect on on how awesome it was. Do you ever think back to your younger self, I guess, and the things that you used to think about or, or dream for your life? Like, could you ever have comprehended what you're actually living in and doing and working in now? Oh, no, no way. I, I try and that's something that I try and really focus on when I think about gratitude, because if I told myself when I was, you know, 15 or 18 or whatever it might be what I would be doing I wouldn't believe it and I would just think wow like that would just be my in my wildest dreams and so I I often tell myself that because as you said you can get caught up in in life and you don't really take you know you take things for granted and so I always think back to myself my young self and and how I would feel if I got to experience all of these things but I do think one thing that I thought would bring a lot of happiness and, and I'm I'm learning that it's it's not my goals have changed with success so much when I was younger I think I thought success meant, you know, only monetary things like earning this much money a year and, you know, driving this car or whatever it might be, but I've learnt that success for me is about how I make others feel and that is just brings me so much joy, so much more joy than any superficial item could and and that's been yeah that's been nice I think to to kind of work through because I I did think that success equaled like your job your salary your career trajectory all of those things but I've I've now come to terms with the fact that it's not and it's been really nice because I've, I've been able to find joy and happiness in more moments in my life and not be so worried about you know obviously sometimes we get caught up and it's hard but to try and be more present in the moment. I Absolutely, 100% think that that is why you are shining so bright and doing what you're doing because it's just coming from such a beautiful place of, of making other people feel better. And yeah, it shines through all of your work, your social channels and everything. So I definitely think that that's why you have been so successful. What are some of your other ways that you cultivate more, I guess, gratitude in your life? Thank you. That um, That's so nice, man. Um, oh, I, I think it's spending time with, with good people that really helps. And I do spend a lot of time reflecting on on my childhood and and things that I thought, as I just touched on before, that mattered and really aren't that important. And I think, uh, I mean, for anyone listening, that it just kills me that you know when when I was growing up, I thought that the fact that you know our family didn't have a car like my friends' parents did, like that doesn't matter at all. But I thought that mattered. Like I thought what outfits I wore on casual clothes day mattered. I thought, you know, what present, how much money I was allowed to spend on a present for a friend mattered. And all of those things, they don't matter and they have nothing to do with your worth. That 
is so, so, so important to remember. I, I, I don't want anyone to think, and I wish I could go back and yell at myself. Like, and I, and I mean, I definitely didn't, it didn't hold me back, but I, I think it did in a, in a tiny way. And I just hope that, you know, anyone listening that feels that, oh, I can't do that because I don't have this. You don't need things to be able to do things. Like you're capable of so much. And it is so important to always remind yourself of that. I mean, even without my experience, which we touched on in the other podcast that we did together in the modeling industry. I think we did anyway. I'm quite sure we did. Yeah, we did. I I mean, in that industry, I thought my worth was completely attached with what I looked like. And, you know, that is not the case at all. It is not important. There are so many things that society makes us think determine what we're worth, but it's not the case at all. And I think remembering that really, really what I'm worthy for and why I'm worthy, we're all worthy of love and we're worthy of respect and all those things. It's so important to remember that and, and, you know, write that down. And that's a a part of gratitude as well, because I think it does start from within. And if you can find that inside of you, you can, you know, be a better person for the people around you and and you can bring love out in them. And, And I think also if, you, when you're positive and it, for me personally like if I'm having a hard or bad day I often will get my energy and I think that's why it's been really hard in ISO for a lot of people but just smiling at someone and them smiling back can be for me something that can make my day and it's just mm-hmm. important to remember that yeah very very small things not things moments in the day can bring you gratitude and and to remember that you know some pe- I like writing down the three things that so I used to write down three things I'm grateful for, but now I'm trying to write down three things that I did that day that made me feel good because I, I found oh, sometimes so nice. with the, th- the things, I was writing things instead of moments. Mm. And I think when we just focus on things, then we don't find as much joy in the day because uh, I think it comes back to as well thinking that happiness is like a destination. Obviously, that's like the number one quote on Instagram. Like, <laughs> happiness is yeah. not a destination; it is a journey. But it is true. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Isn't it? It's so true. So true. Oh, I just think that's such like it's such a beautiful take, and it really spoke to me when you said about the casual clothes days and like going to school and. It's so funny. I had this like one yellow, it's actually so ugly when I think about it, but this one yellow rip curl jumper that my uncle had given me from a photo shoot that he worked on. And like, I wanted to wear that just because it had the rip curl brand on it. And I think back to, you know, my mum worked hard to, you know, get us still nice clothes on that. And although they were from Target or Big W at the time or whatever it was she was buying from, I didn't want to wear them because they didn't have that, that logo or that brand. And it's something I think about all the time of like, I can't believe that we want, like I once upon a time put so much worth and emphasis on that when at the end of the day, it's it's about your heart and what kind of person you're showing up and the, and the way that you make people feel. So I really, I really love that approach. And, and I love that you've changed your gratitude strategy of what you write down. I'm going to try that because sometimes I think you can get a bit trapped too in, in, maybe writing the same thing or or doing the same thing you did the day before. And, you know, for me, I think especially this year, it's very much come down to my husband and my daughter and, you know, being grateful that we've still got a home and jobs. But, you know, you have to think the bigger than that sometimes. And so those moments is a really great way to look at it. So tell me, Laura, what does the future have in store for you? Oh, good question. I, you know, who knows? No. (laughs) 
we've got um we've got lots of plans with I, I think like every business this year was not I mean of course yeah. was not what we thought it was going to be and all the plans we had yeah. went out the window but you know obviously we we're able to do the relaunch which was awesome yeah. but we with kick we have got some plans to go um do more work overseas this year's been Amazing. But one good thing about this year is we've really been able to do some amazing foundational work that will really enable us to be on the front foot for when we do um, really have, have a go at, at expanding internationally, which is fantastic. So we're really excited for that. I mean, who knows when we're going to be out of travel again, but that that's definitely in the plans. And then personally, I just hope that I can, we've moved our wedding date three times now. So hopefully oh, we can get married. With the wedding. Um, we're, get, we're getting married in Feb at this stage. So fingers crossed. Yes, yes you will. It'll happen. Do you know the one thing that I, about my wedding that made the only thing that made me sad was when it actually comes it's going to be over forever so everyone that has had to cancel their wedding this year I've had so many beautiful friends that have had to postpone weddings and all I keep saying to them is I know it's so hard and well I don't know because I didn't have to go through it but I'm sure it's really difficult in this moment when you've put so much time into organizing it but the one thing I can tell you is like that lead up and like is just as special as I guess the day and being able to think about your wedding day and dream about it. Like once it's over, it's like, oh, well, it's all done now. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, for me as well, I'm literally the most disorganized in it. In my business life, I'm very organized. In my personal life, I am a trash can. Like I just have no, no, nothing is organized. So the first time it was postponed, it was actually before COVID and it was because we were disorganized. We didn't know what we wanted. We didn't even, we were planning and we were like, what are we doing? And then the second time, obviously um, the second date was, was postponed because of COVID. But again, there were so many things I hadn't even booked. I mean, if I'm not going to tell you what I haven't booked because you would just be like, okay, are you even having a wedding? I just need to get my act together. But, you know, it's fine. I think it, it, obviously it is hard to have to postpone a wedding, but I know uh, that there are people that have been through so many worse things could have happened this year to, to me. So it's um it's yeah. totally fine. And as you said, it's more time in the lead up, also more time for me to get organised. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds like you need the time, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> 100%. Oh, well, I'm so excited to um, see it all unfold in February. You'll be such a beautiful bride and I so, so appreciate all your time today and your beautiful wisdom and all you do in this world to make it a better place. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It was so, so nice to chat. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.